My name is Pastor William. It's a joy this morning to bring the Word of God. Thank God for His grace and mercy. Conversations surrounding the increase in violence in our inner cities, the shootings, daily shootings. In Philadelphia, the shootings in Harlem Park and other places, and the general upheavals all around the world are forming part of our daily conversations. I recently was in such a conversation, and I told the person that I was talking with that no matter what is happening around us and around the, our immediate environment and around the globe, God is in control. Amen. And the person said, Sometimes it doesn't seem like he's in control. <laughs> well, if you are here this morning and thinking likewise, our scripture for this morning assures us that God is indeed in complete control. He is sovereign. So please turn with me in your Bibles to Psalm 2. Psalm 2, let us begin reading the pure word of God. And we read from verse 1. Why are the nations in uproar and the peoples devising a vain thing? The kings of the earth take their stand, and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, Let us tear their feathers apart and cast away their cause from us. He who sits on the throne, he who sits in heaven, laughs. The Lord scoffs at them. Then he will speak to them in his anger and terrify them in his fury, saying, But as for me, I have installed my, my king upon Zion, my holy mountain. I will surely tell of the decree of the Lord. He said to me, You are my son. Today I have begotten you. Ask of me, and I will surely give the nations as your inheritance and every end of the earth as your possession. You shall break them with a rod of iron. You shall shatter them like Edward. Now therefore, all kings, show discernment. Take warning, O judges of the earth. Worship the Lord with, rever with reverence and rejoice with trembling. Do homage to the Son, that he may not become angry and you perish in the way 
by his wrath may soon kindle. How blessed are all those, all who take refuge in him. The word of God. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you that we get the assurance and we know, Lord, that you are in control. Speak to us this morning. Speak peace. Speak calm. Speak assurance. And help us, Holy Spirit, to walk as though, as people whose king is in control and loves them. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. We get an indication from the book of Acts, chapter 4, that was read by Pastor Dave, especially verses 25 to 26, that David wrote this hymn. Luke almost quoted word for word in that passage, the opening verses that we just read in Psalm 2. The psalm is divided into four parts, as shown in your outline. And uh, I made it easy for you. I forgot I didn't put the blanks. So you got it cool this morning. <laughs> you don't have to sweat. Um, divided into four parts, as shown in the outline. First, we see the rebellion, the rebellion of the nations, verses 1 to three. We read, why are the nation in uproar and the people devising of vain things? Since the beginning of time, mankind has been opposing, the unbelieving world has been opposing, has been in opposition to God. They hate the name of God. They hate the rule of God. They don't want to hear the name of God. They don't want the Bible to be read in our schools. And they don't want prayer to the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus to be, to be said in our public places. There is a worldwide rebellion against the rule of God. Humanity wants to have it its own way. And so what do we see? The nation rage and plan. The unbelieving world rages against the authority of God, but all human rage and evil against God is in vain. I say that again. No matter all the upheaval and the things against God, they are saying and stopping the name of God, it's all in vain. We know the Tower of Bible, the Tower of um, Apronising Bible. In Genesis 11, men continue, since that time, men have continued to bound themselves together against God. You know that story? They didn't, they didn't, they didn't like what God was doing, and they said they want to climb out a ladder to reach to God and confront God. And what did God do? He despised them. And since that time, 
nations around the world continue to oppose God. The leaders plot against the Lord and his anointed. When the unbelieving world opposes God, they are also opposing Jesus, who is the perfect representation of God. God said of Jesus on many occasions, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Jesus, the son of God, God is son. He is the son of God and God is son. You cannot believe in God and not believe in Jesus. Jesus said, I and the father are one. John 10, 30. So we see that it's human rebellion against God and his anointed, his son Jesus, trying to stop the rule of God. Humanity considered the loving rule and commandment, commandments of God as fetters and cause. And they want to unshackle. They want to break the fetters. Is it true? God's rules are not burdensome. God's rule has to protect us, to guide us. And Jesus' yoke is easy. It's freedom. I worked with parents in the inner city for years, assigning the living rooms, and I see them trying to guard their children, establish rules in their homes so that the children will be protected and guide it in the right way, especially the, those that are approaching teenage years. And what, what do the children do? I hate what you're doing here. I hate all the rules. In fact, I'm out of here. And parents will share tears of love. This is what is happening with humanity. God gave us his loving rules. But they kick against it. All God's laws are meant to protect the nations, but they reject them and they rage in opposition. But what is God's reaction to all that we see? The wars, the persecution, the injustice, all the upheavals in the world. What is God's reaction? The reaction of God, of the Father, in verses 4 to 6. He who sits in heaven, he who sits in the heaven, he laughs. Can you mind God, God laughing in heaven? That's all what is happening. He laughs. It's interesting that God laughs. But there's nothing like a good laughter. And he laughs. The Lord scoffs at them. He mocks them. You would think God moving up and down. Oh, what, what Russia is doing? What, look what is happening in Ukraine? Oh, look, in, in Africa, all around. These people are all of their minds. You would think that what God would be doing in heaven. <laughs> but he laughs at all that is happening. God sits in heaven and is seeing man's opposition and rage, the rage of the nation and the wicked plans of war leaders, and he laughs. 
Wouldn't you love to see God laughing? Now, he is not bothered by the rage and the opposition. Though he feels the pains of injustice and the, the suffering of people, but he laughs at these people who are conspiring and, and, and putting together these, these opposition on plan. He laughs. One commentator says, God laughs because he sits in heaven. He's not on earth. He is in his, his, his heaven, his throne is not an elder throne. He, he, it's not an elder throne he occupies. It is a throne of heaven with all authority over the creation. Why does heaven have to fear from, from earth? He asks. Heaven has nothing to fear from earth. God sits in heaven and he is in control. He's in complete control. He is sovereign. What does it mean for us believers that God sits in heaven and laughs and mocks at the wicked plan of man? Another commentator said, the derisive laughter of God is, the comf is a comfort to all those who love righteousness. He is, his laughter is a laughter it indicates his might, the might of his holiness. The laughter is the strength of his love. God does not exalt over the suffering of sinning men. He does not, but he holds in derision all of the proud and boasting and violence of such that seek to prevent the accomplishment of his plan. So, French, God is not laughing because people are suffering and dying. Look at what is happening in Ukraine. One lady gave a testimony just yesterday. God feels. God is laughing at such people who are orchestrating such suffering because they're going nowhere. They're going nowhere. He's laughing at those who are boasting and think they, they got power, they got authority. But God would not allow anyone to stop his will. He's sovereign. I want you to picture a man, a man trying to stop God's plan and God laughing. What comes to your mind? I, I imagine a three-year-old son is about this tall, and his father is 250 pounds, six feet, six feet eight. And the father thinks, Johnny, pack your toys, and it's time for you to go to bed. And so, what do you want to do? <laughs> what are you trying to do? I'll play with my toys. He said, Johnny, the father smiled, Johnny, I'm telling you, pack your toys and go to bed. And what Johnny said, oh, I'm stopping you, not coming in my room. <laughs> that's, why, that's the picture that comes to mind. God, the creator of the universe, the all-powerful God, why can't create a man do to stop his plan? Nothing. <laughs> 
And I want to believe that six feet uh, tall, father looking down on Johnny, and all he do, he laughs. But God was speaking anger. God lies, but he would act. He was sternly warned. He sternly warned before he acts. And we see the story of Noah. God saw all the wickedness of the people. And God said, Noah, go and warn those people. They cannot continue this way. I will go and warn them. God warns before he acts. And we are living in the period of God's warning. God's warning, friends. We are living in a period of God's warning. How is God warning you? What are you doing that the Holy Spirit is convicting you? It's wrong. Stop it. God has provided salvation through Jesus Christ. And the warning to mankind is to repent. Repent and be saved. He has a son. His son will judge the world in righteousness. His son, God is son. is king of kings and lord of lords. Let here the son. We see the reaction of the father towards all this early opposition. Let's hear the son, the decree of the son. Verses uh, seven to nine. I will surely tell of the decree of the law. He said to me, you are my son. Today I have begotten you. Ask me and I will give the nations as your inheritance and the very ends of the earth as your possession. You shall break them with a roll of iron. Christ is the begotten of the Father. The Lord's anointed, he's here speaking, declaring that the Lord, God the Father has spoken to him, you are my son, I have begotten you. The anointed is the begotten of the Father. How we know, because Hebrews 1.5 tells us, to which of the angels did he ever say, you are my son? Today I'll be guiding you. And again, I will be a father to him, and he shall be a son to me. The emphasis is on the deity of Jesus, the second person of the Trinity. He has been given the nations. He has been given the nation as an inheritance. They are not all that loose and all of control. Christ is in control. Christ has the nation as his inheritance. Because we see in Revelation, then the seven angels sounded, and there were loud voices in heaven. The kingdom, the kingdom of this of, of the world has been become the kingdom of our Lord and of our Christ. And he will reign forever and ever. 
the millennial kingdom of Christ will be ushered in. Christ will judge the nations. In the Gospel of John, we read, For not even the Father judges anyone, but he has given all judgment to the Son. He will break the nations with the roar of iron. Revelation 19, 15 says, From his mouth comes a sharp sword, so that with it he may strike down the nations, and he will rule them with a rod of iron. The Lord's anointed Jesus Christ is King of kings and Lord of lords. He is in control. Charles Delaney has written a beautiful song. You need to listen to that. I listened to it for about almost 45 minutes on not stop on YouTube. Victory belongs to Jesus. Victory belongs to Jesus. No one can stand against Jesus. No, no one can, and no one will. Victory belongs to Jesus. So, leaders of the world are doing that thing, thinking that God is not watching. In our inner cities, in governments, we see everything about adherence to the rule of God. They're trying to turn everything upside down. We hear people shouting and crying they won't have abortion. Same-sex marriages are on the rise. People are revolting against the rule of God. And sometimes you ask, where is God? But his anointed one is in control. Four warnings to the nations. And let's listen to the warnings. Now, therefore, all kings show discernment. Take warning, O judges of the earth. Worship the law with reverence and trembling. Do homage to the Son, that he may not become angry and you perish in the way. For his anger may soon kindle. How blessed are all who take refuge in Jesus Christ. The kings of the earth are warned to stop. Stop their foolishness. Stop their meaningless rebellion against God. And he cautions them, be wise. Stop the foolishness. Serve the Lord with rejoicing and trembling. They are to submit to the rule of the law and serve him in reverence. Pay homage to the son. Give the son the respect that is due him. Put their trust in him and be blessed. Take refuge in him. Let me say this morning, friends, that in spite of all the wickedness, the strife, the violent wars, and Roman of wars that are today rampant in the world, 
take heart, God is in control. That's the message. God is in control. He's not. He's in control. Through, the, through God is on the anointed. He's not a worldly leader running head and scared when the economy is going apart. But he's in control. And he has a plan. And the clock is ticking. He's anointed the King of Kings, the Lord Jesus, will soon appear for judgment and establish his eternal rule. Oh, how we long to see our Savior. How we long to see the one whose blood has washed us clean, who has made us right with God, who said, come, Lord Jesus, come. He's the victor. He has won the victory. Let me give you a few takeaways. If you are an unbeliever this morning, sitting here, and we know deep down in your heart you have not given your life to Christ, today is the time, is the day to surrender your life to him. Don't let this day go by. Say, Jesus, I'm a sinner. I repent. Come into my life. Make me a new person. And if you are a believer here, a believer in Christ, I say rejoice that you're saved. Rejoice that Christ is your Savior. Serve him faithfully. Love him. Live for him. He has paid the price. And you are free. And I beg all of us, let us not concentrate on the evil, on the rebellion of the world against God and his Christ. Against the cause of Christ. God is in control. Nothing takes God by surprise. But instead, let us, let us concentrate on the goodness of God and the beauty of the gospel he has given us to share this glorious gospel. Because the devil tried to distract us to think about all that is happening and not concentrate on what God has called us to do, to share the good news. And you know what? Another trick of the devil, when you hear all the news, you, you, you go around with frown of face and, and, and people around you are not attracted by, 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 by what you have to say because you're so bitter. The, the, the things of the world and the, and, and the rage and the, everything all there, the protest and everything pours in your mind that you're not friendly to your neighbor. That you can't look your neighbor in the face because he's a Republican or he's a Democrat. Concentrate on the gospel. Concentrate on the goodness of God and the beauty of his gospel. Let us be good and cheerful and rejoice. Rejoice in Christ. And that's what Paul says. Rejoice in the Lord always. 
When times are good, when times are bad, rejoice in the Lord, in him, because he has done it all. He has won the victory. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Let your gentle spirit be known to all men. The Lord is near. I love that. The Lord is near. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your request be made known to God, and the peace of God which passes all comprehension will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Victory belongs to Jesus. God is in control. Let's pray. Oh God, we thank you. Thank you, Father, forgive us for sometimes being distracted by the cares and the confusion and commotion around us. But Lord, this morning we will rejoice in you, O Lord Jesus. We will not be anxious, O Lord Jesus. We will be still, we will be gentle to all around us, O God, while we will await your coming. Come, Lord Jesus. You are reigning king. And the world will know and bow to Jesus, every knee, every tongue. Hmm. Jesus is Lord to the glory of God, the Father. Amen.